Um, so I am a poet and performer um, from the UK. Um, I'm currently based in Nottingham. Let's see, originally from Ghana, West Africa. I'm a youth poet from Hamilton, I'm Canada. to a man from Zambia. Uh, I'm from Cardiff in Wales in the UK. In the United States, uh, specifically in Wisconsin. Brooklyn. I am a poet and writer from Texas, originally in the States. And uh, I'm from, uh, of course, obviously from Nigeria. I'm from Texas in America. Hi, it's Hua, a spoken word artist and your host from Nigeria, West Africa. Spoken word is truth from broken pieces of our hearts that bleed from our pen to paper. Now I've searched for a platform to share my truth and finally decided to create this. Now I get to hear stories from different creative writers, speakers and authors from across the globe. We listen to their experiences and journey and what I've found out is that we're really not as different as we like to think we are. That my people say she goes sponsor my education And she they talk the talk that me they walk the walk Every single day that me they look to shop So if you want to chop you better Welcome welcome to episode 28 of the Spoken World Podcast I'm always pretty excited doing you know an intro for a new episode For one it means I didn't give up and I can't tell you how many times that that has crossed my mind Anyway, back to today's episode, which is part one of a two-part episode. Yeah, exciting. I know, we'll be talking about domestic abuse. What is domestic abuse? Is there any way it can be avoided? Why would anyone hate the person they love? Are there like signs that your partner could be, you know, an abuser? How do you find these signs? Our guest today is Alia Lanius, a successful entrepreneur and the author of Tough Love, a true life story. Well, her true life story of her abusive marriage. She didn't only have to battle that, she also had cancer. And along the line, she finally decided it was time to leave that marriage. Just as is the nature of the podcast, I'll be reading an excerpt from her book tough love and afterwards we get to listen to Alia's story he had denied other things but he couldn't deny this he fell silent And finally, I was vindicated. I wasn't crazy and he was lying. I didn't find much comfort in this. All I had done was give my marriage a stay of execution for the moment. We are a traditional family, so he could leave a crazy wife and people would understand. But he couldn't be caught having an affair and then leave his wife and kids too. This would be scandalous. 
This was when I became his enemy, I think, because he feels that I had gained the upper hand. In my pursuit of truth, I exposed his sins, and little did I know this would be held against me. He returned home later that night after I fired the girl. I had hung up on him and called the store she was working at and asked to talk to her. When she got on the line, I yelled like a woman scorned. Get the hell out of my store, now! I wanted her to know that she had picked the wrong husband and the only thing that was standing between her and the ass kicking of a lifetime was my common sense and desire to not end up in jail. She tried to deny it for a moment, but then hung up and left. I made sure Kyle knew she was not to ever return to our business again. How stupid could he be? How weak could he be? I can relate to Jennifer Connelly's character in the movie. He's just not that into you. In it, her character is being deceived by her cheating husband. She is loyal and dedicated to fixing it, because that is what married people do. Affairs are not always the end of a marriage. Her character takes blame she isn't due, and she makes futile attempts to save the marriage. All the while, her husband's thoughts are still on the toy he wants to play with. In the end, she finds another lie and finally lets out her anger. She becomes true to herself and asks for a divorce. I know the ending, but I am still trying to convince myself that Kyle and I are the exception to the rule. That we can be one of those couples who not only survive an affair, but can testify that it brought us closer. I buy into the notion that the climb is difficult, but the view is worth it type of mentality. And so I keep climbing, looking for that view. Listeners, let's welcome Alia. Hi, Hua. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Glad to talk to you. Yeah, welcome to the show. It's so good to have you here. Thank you. It's, it's an awesome thing that technology can bring us together. I think it's fantastic. Super exciting. Exactly. So tell us a bit about yourself, Aliyah, right? Yes, Alia. Actually, my name is yeah, Alia Lanius. I um, well, I live in Los Angeles currently. You know, an author, and I more recently have become sharing parts of my background that probably shock people a lot more, like my the fact that I've dealt with cancer, that I was homeless as a teenager, and just the different challenges and obstacles I've been able to face of my life, which doesn't make me unique to anyone. I think we all have struggles in life. We all have a story to tell. But the way that I've taken my tragedies and triumphs and decided to put that into stories that I tell and works that I put out into the world. So, yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. A little bit. That sounds amazing. Well done. Thank you. Did you always know you were going to be an author? You know, I... I think I've always loved the ability of, of writing. I've always had the ability to write. I've always been this little storyteller. I've always been imaginative. I didn't always know I was going to be an author per se, but I knew that I wanted to write out my story. I think that like many people, and I say this, I mean, who I'm sure you know people who say, I want to write a book, I want to write a book. And ultimately, you can have that desire, but you, you know, you kind of get to that point where you're like, all right, well, 
does someone really want to read my story? Does my story have any value to someone else? We kind of question ourselves. Yeah, But I do encourage people to write out and, you know, like I never imagined myself necessarily becoming an international selling author. What's happened since I released my book with even just the limited ability of marketing because I'm an independent author. It's incredible to see how it has touched people around the world. And that just makes me thankful that I didn't, I didn't listen to those fears. Like, that's what I had asked you, remember? Like, I'm sure you know people that want to write a book, like, you know, and that fear kind of captures you, but you got to push past the fear. Yeah. Tough love is about an abusive relationship. Do you know anyone who's ever experienced it? Oh, I mean, for certain, aside from myself. But my book is a biographical fiction, so it's actually based on my life. I just changed some uh, some of the background story, but all of the events and everything are true. Uh, and on top of that, since I've become taking on this role of a speaker within certain communities because of my background ex- and experiences, yes, I know a lot of women who have experienced domestic violence. I think that there's, a, there's something that I like to do is make a distinction between a difficult relationship and an abusive relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you, you know what I mean, right? I'm trying to think about that. I've I've never been in an abusive relationship before, so that's actually hard for me to see because I'm I'm from the outside trying to look in. So I I don't really think exactly because um I've asked a couple of people you know you're in in an abusive relationship even people who are in difficult relationships find it easier to leave, you know that that's something that I I found out recently while people in abusive relationships it could take a while. And they go um, go through worse, but they still don't. I- I'm not exactly sure why. So you're going to have to explain yeah. the difference between the difficult relationship and an abusive relationship. For sure. I mean, relationships are allowed to not be perfect, first of all. Like, that's mm-hmm. really important. You know, a, a typical relationship, you know, or, or a difficult one even, I should say, there are, are incompatibilities that make you probably argue a little bit more maybe than you normally would with somebody but an abusive relationship is somebody who makes you as a person in the relationship question yourself like am I worth anything do I deserve to be loved you know you feel guilty for things you should not be feeling guilty for and largely because the other person in the relationship they are abusive in their behavior you know they tell that person that they're not good enough they do they say things you know even in an argument like you know, I'm, I'm remarried. So the marriage that's in the book, I'm, I went through the divorce. I thankfully moved on in my life, and I'm very happy for that. And I wish my ex-husband well, but he was abusive in his mentality towards me. My husband and I now, if we have an argument, we may just, just we state our disagreement. But nobody is telling the other person, you know, yeah, that's why your family was never there for you. That's why nobody wants you, because it's those type of comments or then the physical abuse that make a person in the relationship feel less than and they should not and that is an abusive link but like you said yes it takes a long time and often just uh, becomes the factors the dynamics you know I got married I had this very successful multi-million dollar business I had built with my ex-husband so I wasn't really ready to walk away from that and then I also had my children and the family that I fought for that I wanted so much so the abuse was kind of, okay, well, it's just part of the relationship. That's what you tell yourself. But it does take time, and hopefully a smart person, or, you know, I shouldn't say smart, because I don't want to make someone feel like I'm saying that they're not smart, but 
you know, it does kind of become a wisdom of, hey, guess what? I mean something. I'm valuable. I deserve to be loved, and I don't want to put up with this. So, yeah, it can. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. It makes complete sense. But like you said, there were a lot of reasons, apart from the fact that, you know, you thought you loved this person, or you actually did love this person. But, you know, based on the um, with the other factors that you just mentioned, at what point in the in the marriage, because you eventually got married, did did it feel like, okay, I'm done? Uh, this is not good for me. It's not good for um, anyone. I have to leave. At what point did you realize that you couldn't take it anymore and that you actually needed to get out of the relationship? Yeah, for me, it was a very life-jolting thing. I got the call that cancer had returned. And I had already fought it once. Who uh, I did not fight cancer once and deal with chemo and all of the things that you go through and fight to live to deal with somebody who is not going to be supportive because I didn't want to go through that again. You know, I didn't want to go through having to go through chemo and then have a, a, a person who wasn't supportive to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 no. I didn't survive all this to deal with that. So let's move on. You know, I mean, and then it come, becomes a point. There's a point in a relationship when one person says, okay, I'm done. Then you've got to get out of it because it's not like everyone just goes home and says, all right, well, guess what? We're, we're done. You know, you, you might say it in an argument, but then you, you feel bad, you come back, but but in my mind, when I got the cancer call that, that I had recurred, I was I was done. I said, you know, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I want to live, and I want to live well. And, you know, who, uh, a lot of people tell me when they find out, you know, like, um, they always say to me when they find out I have cancer, well, uh, life is short. And then I tell them, you know what, that's very true, but let me tell you something else. Life is terribly long if you're miserable. And anybody who's ever been in an uncomfortable situation in their home environment knows what I mean. Like, you know, so I didn't want that stress in my life while I was dealing with cancer. And it was, it was, you know, maybe it was the universe. Maybe it was just the way that my journey happened. And, but it was my wake-up call. I think a lot of people don't get that wake-up call, unfortunately. And they spend a lot longer dealing with it and putting up with it than they should because, you know, they might not have such a, a a jarring situation say hey wait a minute wake up you better live this life now because you don't get a second chance yeah alia in a world where people are more aware about you know domestic violence emotionally physically mentally sexually do you think that there is always a sign before you get into the relationship with the person like deep into the relationship with the person that they have abusive tendencies do you think just like how everyone says that there are always signs that you can prevent getting into something like that so here's the thing about that that question it's very it's very multi-layered because signs are actually like symptoms okay let's take a disease right you have a disease and then you don't know the disease is active like this people if you have cancer you won't know you have cancer until you have symptoms of it so there's always a condition that's causing it so when i talk about domestic violence and what we're seeing in the world and it's fantastic that more people are starting to talk about it and i love to talk about men because this is the key signs are you know the problem is the greatest issue that women of any generation will have to know is if 
they are with one of those guys who ultimately sees his wife as a piece of property and that he has the right to hit her because you can have a nice guy who I, I'm trying, you know, like, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but like, you know, look, I, we can turn on an old TV show or something and you can see a guy who hits his wife and she just kind of takes it and it's like, oh, you know, like, like there is a part of our cultures in general. And this is across the white culture, the black culture, the Middle Eastern culture. You know, it's not a, a color thing. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't put our nationalities or our ethnic, our, our religion in my book simply because I knew then people would say, oh, that's why he acted like that. But that's not fair because there are good men who would never hit a woman because they were raised not to think like that. And there are men who love women, but in their core, their, their primal thought is, guess what, at the end of the day, that woman is mine. And if I want to hit her because she's not acting right, I can do that. It's not a big deal. A, a man hit their wife. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. I actually do completely because there's that practice here in West Africa, Nigeria. It's not encouraged, but there is a mindset about men assuming that women are property to them because that's how it's been for a really long time. So yeah, gender equality is definitely something that is going to take a while before it is accepted. But there are still some men. What you're actually talking about, about men who who would go out and claim, well, she's my wife, I can hit her. There are still some men who beat their wives and nobody knows except he and his wife and maybe the people in the house. So he might not actually act like he feels like his wife is his property, but he, he still hits her. Oh, you might not even hit her, but just, you know, the, the abuse, the verbal abuse, you know, it, it can be really, really detrimental uh-huh. to, to the person. So yeah, Ex- there, we're still coming back to if there are signs that men or women display before getting into a, a relationship that could make you pull out before it's too late. I, I don't think that there are signs that we need because marriage and relationships are, especially within domestic violence within a home, the relationships change. So when you're dating someone and you don't have the stresses of a family life and home or there's no, there hasn't been any negative instances. For, so, for example, my ex-husband, he did hit me in our marriage when he felt he could. Like, oh, I'm mad at you or you, you did this to me, so hey, I'm going to beat the heck out of you. Because you don't hit me, you know what I mean? Like that, or, you know, if I, I'm a little 105 pound thing, if I give him a little slap for what he was doing incorrectly, he would like commence to beating me. And it was like, wait a minute. I mean, this is, this is something different. But I didn't have signs when we dated because we were in that honeymoon phase and we did for five years and he never placed a hand on me i saw him get into fights with other people but in when your mind when you're dating someone you always want to believe the best in the other person Mm -hmm. and the other person usually tells you stuff like i would never hit you my husband my ex-husband he always said i would never hit you but when literally push came to serve when we were married and you threw in a couple kids need to listen to me you do what i say you're my wife be quiet you know what I mean? Like, there's just that, there, it changed. The dynamics changed. So, I saw, there were signs of his narcissism, which could have helped me identify, whoa, maybe I should back away. But, I mean, I also give back to that the love. That's what I talk about in my book, and that's why it's called Tough Love, because that's that lesson learned, that love is not always about feeling good and, you know, it is important to look for those signs who what to look for those compatibilities. Maybe if I had sat back and said, well, every time I see him get into a fight, he's aggressive with somebody for really no reason. Maybe if I was smart enough to reflect on that and say, 
yeah, he might one day actually hit me. But again, you know, that's that's the lessons that we learn in love. Like life, I, you know, there's a song, I don't know if you're familiar with it in America, it's from Tina Turner and it's called What's Love Got to Do With It? What's Love Got to Do With It is so true because love is such a powerful emotion that it tends to override our sensibility at times. And that's bottom line. It just, you know, so... I will say that for some, unless you see, if unless you're hit when you're dating, but not for every guy, not for every guy. But when it came down to it, my ex-husband is, you know, a Middle Eastern man who is a Muslim man, and a lot of his friends were cheating on their wives, and it's not uncommon for a man in our culture to hit his wife. Like, period. That not all do, but he was one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Wow. So. Thank you so much. This was a really enlightening conversation, Alia. Thank you. And I hope that you will join us again next time. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me on. I think that um, it was a pleasure. I love, you know, hope that we get to connect more in the future. And just thank you. And anyone who's interested in looking into my book, they can check out my website. We'll we'll talk soon. Of course. Thank you. Take care. (laughs) Bye. Well, that was really enlightening. (sighs) I wanted to get more thoughts and views on the topic, so I had a roundtable discussion with my friends. Those are always exciting. And I am here with my friends. It's been a while since we've done something like this. I think the last time we did it was with the episode um, that's Mike Demetrius, Can I Kiss You? And Cynthia Amoa, that's Honam. Yeah, and I I think one other one. Which one was it? Was it the one with... um skin color but was yeah, 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 that was skin color one, right? We talked about skin. That was, that was Honam, yeah. Okay, the last one was 10, 10, 12 with Daisy. We yeah. talked about yes. bullying. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So this time around, we're going to be talking about domestic violence. And uh, we're here with Sean. Hi. Uh, Daisy. Hi, I'm and, again. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone new, uh, Kendra. Hi. Okay, so... um. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 so you guys just tell me what did you think when you were listening to Alia's story oh I think she's a very powerful woman and like she's been able to rebrand herself after having that kind of experience like exactly not many women can come out of um, abuse and control the narrative like that yes like she took the story and she spun her reality out and of she what she also was. said something about not making like being specific in her book about um color or, or religion, religion yes so, I really cause most people actually do that they'll be like ah oh, he hit her oh it's because he's do you get they attribute they attribute domestic violence to race or like you hear stuff like black men are more liable to hit their wives than, and that's a lie, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. because domestic violence is on that person it not spreads on spreads across every race it every is. religion everybody it's like, not about Oh, I also like that she, I feel like she has a good heart. Like, as much as the person was bad to her, she really didn't say anything in the interview. Wrong about the person, right? She didn't demonize him, but that's true. I know that if it was me personally, ah, I'd have mentioned his name, like, (laughs) plate number. I would have. So that people could. But I think the only time she did that was when she talked to the police. Yes. So, apart from that, she did not. Like even talking. she tried to like trivialize the whole thing, makes like oh okay, so it's not such a big deal. Even like, if it's, it's something people go through and whatever. No, but no, that's like a huge thing. It's a huge thing. So okay, relating her experience with when she was talking about, you know, she's in the U.S. and how they dealt with domestic violence and. Um, I read, you know, snippets from her book when she was talking about okay, she want she really wanted to keep up that image 
for herself and for her kids because her parents um were divorced and she she knew how hard it was for them so she had to like keep it together for her children even though he was cheating on her even though he was beating her and all that so i, I just wanted to ask like do we have any experience whatsoever with domestic violence or we know anybody that has oh, yes, gone sorry. through I domestic know somebody violence? she's like um like an auntie to me, but like my dad is a pastor, so he has spiritual children. So she's one of the spiritual daughters. Why are you laughing? Yes. Anyway, so she's um age-wise, she's not a young person. She should be getting to forty-two oh, right now. So she got married to that old. What? Well, but for come on, Nigerian Nigerian context. And the mentality. She's very old. She's ancient. She's ancient. She's a spinster. She's ready to use that word. She's spinster. Anyway, so she brought this guy home to my dad because her dad is late. So my dad was the one who. My dad didn't really have this. He wasn't cool with the guy. But she's like, ah, she's already getting old. Her younger ones are married, have already gotten married. Yeah, she's not, for yeah, she, she hasn't Hot gotten cake. married yet, everything. And daddy just felt like this guy was a fraud star and he was just pretending to be who he wasn't. So they got married. Not less than two years. She left the house. So we did not really know the backstory. It was just recently she told us that he used to beat her, cheat on her. Like, dude devilish thing. He even went to buy land, in quotes, with her money, but never brought the receipts, nothing. He mm. duped her. She's living in one room now, like, all her money. He brought oh another God. lady to the house. The other lady is pregnant. It's just <gasps> like, he wrecked her life, basically. And now, she came back to my dad and everything. My dad didn't do anything, because she's not a bad person. Like, she just wanted to get married. No pressure. She's a, she's from Delta. She's rubber. She wanted to just get this thing. Do you know this guy when she when they went back to her family and everything, the guy was justifying what he did that As he doesn't what? that he didn't even know why he married her. I think he thought he was he was even blind so the why problem the problem was not even the guy. His mom and his sister who acted and like women. they were the best people. Because I know these people. They acted like they were the best people ever. They were the ones that even put fire to the whole thing. She's older than this get guy. Them together. She's older than this guy. She's older than her ex-husband. But they like put a lot of fire. Marry him, marry him. He's a good person. They just wanted to dupe her. That I just feel like that was basically what they wanted to do. And he beat her. That was the problem. Like the problem was him beating her. Like, don't beat her. You, you cheated. Like you cheated right. on her. You gave her infection. She couldn't conceive. And a lot oh of stuff. God. Now she's in her forties and the idea of marrying is like she doesn't even think it. Like if anybody just mentions marriage, she's just like, please, please, please. She's and now she just die. And I, 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 I don't even know if she has even reached menopause because I, that's not a question I want to ask her. But I just feel like that thing is there. I keep saying just this, um, ladies, like no matter what, don't settle for less. Rather be a single mom than be a married. Yeah, lady. but nobody, not everybody has that mindset. For example, first of all, the Nigerians society doesn't give you that the chance. way nigeria raises they, girls they, they, they raise girls any, they, it's not even that they kind of raise girls to, to all your life to, as, to ascribe to the validation of men man. how are you sitting like this why is it like this yeah. who marry you yeah. who put you in the house that kind of thing you can't play too rough you're a girl if if you injure now your face who will marry you as and it's like to meet me at um, i have an issue with him than men yeah there is more to men that what there's more to life than what men want from you i think no no the way um they treat women in our society. You know, she was talking about that she was abused um, physically yeah. by her husband, and um, there's, there's also like sexual abuse in a marriage. Where the thing is, 
in in Nigerian law, a man, yeah, 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 like a man case, can't rape his wife. I heard about yeah, a case where like where she was she had just had his children, and then they finally grew up. So she was ready to go back to work or something, and she was ready. And she would go to work and she would work the same nine to five as he did and everything. And this man was upset that she was not giving him sex. And then he came to the office and raped her. What? On the office table. And people said, eh, he's a husband now. Why would you, when you're not giving him sex, what do you expect? Sex, sex is not something you just... <laughs> it's okay, not... First of all, men are not just... We, trust me, women, we like sex. I'm not... Is even, you know, so it like seem like sex. women are not Don't horny. you have... We, like, we get they you just have do not... not they just... She's not attracted to you in that moment. That's probably the reason. Because we were discussing this and she's tired. Do, we, do you she, understand? Like she goes to work, guys. She, she had children. She's a human being like you. She, she had works children. as hard as you Imagine do. she comes she to your office and takes advantage kids. of you and just pulls you on your children and starts doing something. You'll think you're sexy. The funny thing... No, funny women thing. have been sexualized to the extent where that would not even be considered Exactly. Exactly. Women like, that wouldn't even be considered rape or sexual harassment it, it, at that point. Do you kink, she's being kinky and being. Yeah, it's like it's not really what talking if, about. If, how if the man complains that he is not a man, according yes, to the whole yeah, Nigerian stuff, then he's exactly. yeah, because you, 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 there was a time when I was in Hall 4 and they were coming out that their, um, um, what's it called, the campaign thing. So that's the only time girls can, you know, come into the hostel and everything. And one guy was coming out from the bathroom and she just pinched his nipples. And I'm like, why are you doing that? If the. If, if like the genders were switched, yes, he just exactly. That's that's sexual assault. Like on that's you're not even supposed to be close to the bathroom. What are you doing there? Like if like it the was standards switched, in Nigeria, like I can't even say ridiculous. I can't even say double standard. It's like a warped standard. It's, it's not it's even it's stupid. Like, it's it makes no just, sense. It's so it's disorganized. Just just, just, just and everything of, everything exists to fit the typical male patriarch taste yes. because women only exist. To the fantasy of men exactly. women cannot uh, um, abuse men because apparently men are horn dogs that are always horny so mm-hmm. every time you're ready they are ready, they are ready. so you cannot abuse them yes they say stuff like people that. people said that that's what so that's that's how crazy oh, sex, sexual abuse in my um, sexual abuse in marriage i mean rape in marriage is something that really needs to be looked into because I, you know it's more it happens more than we think it I'm does married to it you. happens a lot more than we think it does yeah, i feel like don't. sometimes you like sleeping on the bed and the man will climb on the woman yes, and she will not say anything, anything about like it. period like she will not say anything i don't want to i don't want to like be general but i know that kind of thing has happened in my parents marriage i i i know like i can already tell and you are you are the breadwinner. Yes. You work. My mom works. Okay, seven in the morning she has going to work. Yeah. Five six she's coming back. Yeah. She goes to her shop. Nine to ten she comes oh, back home. Wow. She enters the kitchen. Twelve one she's coming out and yeah. she's and then and, yes, you will now be horny. Are you daft? Like do you get? <laughs> Is she not a do human you, being? That, that she's doing that Monday to Friday. Saturday so Sunday she still goes to her shop. Oh. Yeah. Do you understand? You will now say eh, this and that, this and that. You don't have sense. I, I, the fact that, first of all, I don't want to generalize, but most Nigerian men are not romantic. Your wife is tired. Do you get? They, you, you, should, should, you should. You should take care of her. Like, give you, her you know how I see Nigerian families. That's what. This is why um, violence and um, like abuse can thrive because everybody just wants someone they can pick on. The man is picking on the woman. The woman is picking on oh, the children. children. Do you get? Everybody just venting. Like you, you were talking about the other time how in your house your mom is always chill until your dad is around, right? Uh-huh. Because they feel this need to have things be perfect. It's especially worse when the man side of the family is around. Well, like, not, honestly, to be very honest, I'm, I'm I feel like I consider myself one of the very lucky ones in 
generally like my, my dad grew up in the u.s so he doesn't really have this first of all and he's a very calm person so i grew up as my mom being the breadwinner even till now she is like i we went in school when there's social studies breadwinner i say mom and they'll film me because what the fuck? Because I thought that yeah, was, I was yeah in social studies. I remember that. Yeah, like, that that just like, triggered they memories. They asked for roles of the father. Legit. The father is my the breadwinner. The I mother legit. cooks. My dad was the one who took us. My daddy was the one who cooked, who cleaned, who took care of us. That's my daddy never was one. Before. My daddy, I remember my daddy beating me until like I was nine. That's never happened. It was like before. it was not. There was nothing to it. My mom comes back home from work. My daddy will cook. Let it not be heard that so, a Nigerian man beats his daughter. Even <laughs> like even till now, there like my I know there's some like some people that snicker when they see my dad like ah. See, his wife is abroad working, him is just here taking care of the children that are supposed to be the one. Children they that are his children. That are well coated and, and better fed than yours. They are you are his laughing. children. He, he can do my that. that parents he wants to. Yes, the Nigerian man that, that, yeah. the man that went viral for backing the baby and his And we're like, women do this every day. Like, as of right now, there are at least 10,000 women in this state alone backing taking backing kids. children. But because it's a man, it's going viral. The other one, the man was literally just pounding. And they were like, what he had working man? Like, what he had working man nourishing his own body. Women. Are you daft? Women women do that every day. Like Yeah, before we uh trail and move to um to feminism. Yeah, uh dwelling on domestic violence. Again, we go back to experience. Anybody with experience well, with domestic um, violence? Actually, in my family, my, we have a very strict rule. Don't hit women. Like my father was in the military, so it's actually a thing in the military. Like if you hit a woman, you can get arranged. Like you could go to court. I heard that one. Yes, you could. You could go to court, or you could even lose your job. Yes, you you could be court martialed. So personally, between like in my own nuclear family, we never had issues like that. But I have aunties. I have an auntie that left. Like she just um, moved. She just moved to Atlanta. And when she was around, when she was around, her husband was basically beating her like every day. This yeah. guy had no job; he was jobless. Yet she would go to school, she would go to work, come back, take care of the kids. As she's going to work, she's dropping them off at school, coming back, picking them up, take them home, cook, cook for him. Then after some time, he brought his mother mm. into the house. And I he, was like, and he what? Beat her? Yes, and he would beat her. Why? And it was just crazy. So I was like, what is even going on anymore? What's this? And she has no excuse. What's be, going and on? And you're not even doing anything. Then that's one auntie. Then the other auntie that um, normally I already have my reserves. Like I have my doubts about marriage mm-hmm. regularly. Like I do. Whenever you ask me what's your future plan, I always talk about my kids. Yeah. But never out. a husband. Mm-hmm. Never a husband. I've never actually said, oh, me and my husband. I've always, me and my kids. So, when um, this my auntie, she got married to this guy, very wonderful guy, I thought. Then he, like, he would... The one whose family I always used to talk about how perfect they were looking. Yes. The one with the boy. Yeah, yes. Looking. They're, like, really cute together, and he's caring, I thought. And wow. Yes, so, she moved to, to the US recently, I think this year or last year. And it was this year. It was this year, right? Yeah. They moved to the US this year. And she was talking about how this man used to beat her when she was back in Nigeria. They used to stay in Lagos. We we stay in Abuja, so we are like how the country yeah. we are like far apart. And I don't I didn't know anything about it. She was like the guy used to beat her and when he would beat her up or go out, cheat on her, come back, 
when she will be like you know when you're just so stressed she has three kids for this guy and she's like why are you doing this to me like just that pain and then he tells her that i'm beating you because you are a stupid woman <laughs> this is the mother of your kids Oh my god. This is the mother of your kid. She bore your oh children. Oh, can I say something? Can, can you say, give her that respect? Oh, can I say something? So I was in the hostel. I, I live in um BDPA and uh, if, um room softcon. So there's this room that boys stay there, they do stuff. So this particular boy was talking about marriage and everything. And I just took threw the question out there. I'm like, ah, what if your wife cheats on you? Or does something like you know, just does anything little. And this boy literally said that he would buy a cane and flog her. <laughs> I'm like, because she's he <laughs> said because he doesn't believe in divorce. I'm like, oh, but you believe in brutalizing her. You don't believe in divorce. That kind of person sounds like the same kind of narrative of guy that would cheat. I'm like, yes, like, but you would cheat on her. And the next thing saying, and next thing saying, oh, men cheat is not it. I'm like, wow. Wow. I feel like domestic violence isn't just limited to just marital. No. no. An example is it okay. I have that. this. I have this memory of that randomly came to me one time when I was dreaming, and I remember the time when I my mom had just gotten this pack of like cookies they sent from America, and it was this like chocolate covered because it was huge like in the can like that kind of sell myself to shop for like 15k mm-hmm. so it was huge and we were look like looking forward to her opening and everything mm-hmm. and we had a meet and i remember playing downstairs and then she just calls me upstairs she's like what happened to the biscuit I'm like what biscuit because i didn't even know it existed yet and then she was like the biscuit bears are talking now and if now do that if you talk i will not be too mm-hmm. wait, 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 i'm sorry said your mom who was the one my mom okay 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 and then she was like tell tell me what happened and i'm like i don't know i haven't seen it before i didn't even know it was here and then she started to like i, I don't know they always do the thing where they beat you but they beat you outside they want your friends to see you getting beat up and that's yeah. why i was telling you you don't get to downplay my experience because you don't have average Nigerian parents. Your parents feel the shame of beating you guys outside just as much as you do. But <coughs> the average Nigerian parents are shameless. They will slap you on the road and want other people to know they are slapping you. Yeah. And they will shout and yell at you so everybody can know what happened. Bad. So she just came and said she used the hat, like, you know, coat hangers now mm-hmm. and whatever. It's like to stuff like and then they shatter, like, she would pick this one and beat her into it. And I was like outside because it happened around. Nine in the morning. I was outside like five in the evening. But then I was like, wait till I actually did not eat this thing. So you understand, like what was happening here? So I knew it was the meat because I'd seen her several times. She would go to like the store and take stuff. But then it's just it was just sad that she, I think she even knew. But then they just have to direct the anger somewhere, and that's why I feel like it. It all it all comes down to like mental health because i feel like a lot of our parents but are not mentally i think okay. what she wanted to do was oh she's, <laughs> I, i'm not joking better, that's not a joke it's better if she beats her child and beats somebody else's child do you understand they do that you don't need to you, beat when they're beating the child the anger is just unfounded because they don't say anything that makes sense they'll say you're this boy you are stubborn you are stubborn but like what did he do he's stubborn that's what he did do you understand <laughs> so it's like they have mental issues so i i genuinely think some of them like that are dealing or, with bipolarity or, yeah. or and or because of they don't uh, recognize mental that's that's another reason we could have 
um what's it called domestic violence misdirected anger i feel like a lot of nigerian parents have, have accumulated anger yes yes they're going to the world if you look outside american parents will take on jogging they'll take on boxing they'll take on they'll take on badminton classes to release the anger even shooting at gun um range to release the anger they want to really the anger do, somehow. That grandparents do is pray, pray. And go to church. Exactly. Did you get and on Sunday they don't take anger. Like, anger. And you see Saturday, everybody's angry in the house, but Sunday it's like you're waking up oh, different creatures. You are different. All of you are laughing and smiling in church. You're like, oh my god, you're happy family, and then you go home and like once you drop the Bible, it's, did you, it's, did it's, it's you an entire cycle. Oh, and another people. thing, why most I'm, women? I'm sorry. Why I think most women would actually probably just stay in their let's because let's do that our in demographic a, in Nigeria yes. and Nigerians yeah. because uh, I'm a lot of people that had gone back to their parents' house because they were beaten. They were, their mothers shamed. will be like, Why are you coming back? Exactly. Why are you coming I, I'm not back? Me, I'm still in my change, husband's house. Pray. Do you understand? I, not that so many. Pray. I really hate Apart when I hear there's financial security. Yes. yes. That's one. That's and then there's women then there's security on its own. Security yes. in the sense that I know a lot of women that didn't want to not, not really a lot. Like I've heard stories of women that didn't want to leave because they were scared their husbands would find them and, and kill, kill them. them. Yes. You understand? They've threatened them, yes. scared them to the point where they feel like if they leave they are going to die. Okay. Like and actually there is um records records show that people um victims of domestic violence are more at risk of getting killed when they leave yes that is true that's that's and that's that's scary. scary. That is so scary. Like it, you, you it also takes financial so much security. to just walk in. There was, away a, from there was that. a, I think it was a Brazilian model or one of. She left a domestic violence situation and moved to Paris to live her best life, and they found her that night with in her room with her like throat slits, and she was just dead, and like. People will be like, oh my god, no, leave, leave. But they're like, provide it's adequate security. Yeah, in Nigeria, I it's 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 like it, it's like a in die Nigeria, or die situation. Oh, if they and die, leave, you still die. Because no, no, no. Oh, you find a way to go abroad. I know. That's what I'm saying now. But exactly. not, the women who are in this situation, the regular wife who they put at home to watch DSTV, and she doesn't have any financial security of her own. Nothing. Or she has. If she leaves, she's going to die. Where will you take your children to? You can't go abroad. Look how hard it is for a Nigerian to leave the country now. Where's she going to go? She go back to her husband's house, and to her father's house. house. They will come there and drag her away. Yeah. The father will say, "We yeah, go. They've paid your bride price." They really think that they, they really bought think that you, bought you with 150 oh, naira. 25 naira in my, my, my eyebrow pencil is more God expensive forbid. than that. God what forbid. I use for my brows is more expensive than that. to sell children. You are selling not her. like I respect. I, respect, I don't respect. No, I respect the idea of bright price. Oh, like I do. Like when why? someone is like, oh, but I don't see bright price as what people complete think. ownership. I just I see it like it's, like it's just like yeah. Like, oh, okay. It's I'm just like but why you when you the parents? It's, it's, it's almost different as if you do it without context. The I it's feel like the very notion of bright price connotes ownership. You exactly. cannot, you cannot the even price twist that's it. Already placed you cannot twist it. Yeah. It cannot. That's why they, they don't even negotiate. I, I sent her to school. She has two yeah, degrees. Pay five million. True. Oh, I, I look at now. The other man's daughter. She even had two degrees. Yet I paid three million. Yeah. Like you, don't you get? It connotes ownership. So it's different. You it's say trivial. I appreciate your daughter. Let me why give you money. Do you get? That has no context. You give my parents money. That's your business. I will still leave your house. But I won't leave your house very full. But say I paid on top of your head. 
like that, that that's what men do they that's do what that. they say mother that i paid for yeah. like i was in my dad's office and i was hearing this one went home of course he has to be an illiterate woman from somewhere in togo and he brought this togo woman and he was like ah you have fine aisle your eye like he was making it sound like he, the guy went to ikeja market to buy a new set of earphones like that was how i was like i, I was like what are you talking about like took off like ah you carry and i go market was a whole person that's what they said you carry i go markets and you get i if you see the thing where you carry come back here i was like like it's so it's ridiculous well, let's talk about some women who beat their husbands that is that's a thing yes it is that is a thing a very big thing and the ridiculous thing and also financial security women who okay okay first first um hold up let me just um okay no i'm moving towards women that beat their husbands and also trap them with money because Because, they wear the pants in the relationship exactly because they wear the pants in the relationship it's still misogyny i'm sorry (laughs) a lot lot of men go all the reason why they don't want their women to end more than them let me finish they don't want their women to end more than them because the woman will not have respect and blah 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 it Uh. is because they know what they would do when they have money you understand they know that this is how i'm going to act when i have money i want to be this i want want to raise my shoulders blah 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 let nobody tell me nothing that means she will now be the one raising shoulder. I don't want to live in the, the way she lives. You understand? That's, That's actually pathetic it. for me. You understand? But apart from that, eh, there are still women who I have to say treat their husbands like, bad. like shit. They, they treat them like I mean, absolutely was crap. The funny, the like, funny thing is, you watch when, when you now find these men who do not hit their wives, they are big, yeah. but they are pacifists. They will not hit their wives. They love their wives. Yeah. They use that yelling, emotional abuse. Some of, them not even, some of them don't even have money, but just come there and just yell and yell. They are doing it because they can, and their husband can't do anything about it. And you realize they will even tell you, Yeah, you useless man, hit me now, you won't do anything. We can, we can, yeah. Then they will not go around and tell all their friends, Look at what my husband did do. And they, that's terrible. I know a woman like it's that. It's so. very terrible. Yes, no, Nigerian women, like they that. can't be. She awful. Her husband lost his, lost his job, so she got a restaurant, and then every day he'll be pounding her fufu and she'll be insulting him while his children are there. And it's just like, Jesus, that's sad. <laughs> Very sad. Like, that's awful. so sad. Like, she, I, for the first five years of my life, I thought she, he was her houseboy. Like, he would, oh. he would wear singlets and all this Osiris metric water and pound. <laughs> Oh. And pound fufu and pound ever. Okay, and pound okay. Let's that, that thing kept. Let's that kind of thing keeps happening. And once the, one day the man can't take it anymore, and he slaps the woman. Um, that's warranted. I'm sorry, but that's warranted. It's, <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. It's warranted. I'm a woman, but it's not a woman. It is warranted. warranted. You are emotionally abusing him. It's and right, if he lashes out, so it is very warranted. It's warranted. Or she keeps maybe. The only thing, the only thing is that we know that you are a man, and due to your biological beauty, you possess more strength. So do not. Go and beat her. Like a beat is different from a hit. Yes, if yeah. somebody pushes you and you can't take and you hit them, you apologize and walk away. But then you're not beating them. Foolish man, you're not pushing her. That's when you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when you are an abuser. Both of you are abusers. They yes. no, nullify that marriage. Yeah. Period. I've seen. I've only seen. I've heard of situations where the woman actually like beats, beats the man. Yeah, like yeah. he said, his wife would just come back from work and throw her bag on him. Tell him to do certain things, um, massage my feet, put your feet in my mouth. This it's not a kink, it wasn't even a kink, it was just abuse. It was just that, that's 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 if it like, says if it says honey, something you just she will just slap him, hit his nose, he until he bleeds. She will she will now and she's tiny and he's a big six five man. How Nigerians don't 
don't take domestic violence as a problem. Men beat their wives, they don't do anything about it. They see it as Parents irregular norm. Their children. children. There was and this, there's this, a girl that yeah, just died. That died, or she died. Her parents said she was possessed, and she, this girl no, is... No, they, they did not, they, they went to church with this child, and got, the, a pastor told them that your child is possessed. And they were like, okay, what should we do, deliverance? And then if you can see, the picture is, she's standing somewhere in the church. This was the first time they... Um, went outside there. the link to the church and everything they took a picture of her and the little laughy so this child could just be simply autistic do you know yes. i've seen something i've seen, a, I've seen a mother be a beating an autistic child before because you know people with autism they work with routines they are used to eating at this particular time they don't like they, breaking they don't like routines. breaking if you break it they can go crazy like start pulling their hair out that's how they work that's why they are autistic. Oh, people that have Asperger's and she probably is that kind of child did not take her for any form of um um you know medical, medical, medical or you, and there's and somebody saying she's possessed probably okay so, um, her name was I don't want to call her name let me just change that maybe Amara Amara go ahead and ease yourself Amara I just want to give her because it's like it's pm and that, this guy is too stubborn they're bitter they're bitter they're she's possessed she's not possessed take her just to find out what's wrong with her if you cannot if you cannot raise that child put them in the foster system please Sir, they do not die. We do not. Okay. We do not. Do we? It, it, it is not. It's not a foster system that can accept children yes, like that. True. Children like that will starve and die. And die. So, and what I'm saying is, if you know you can't have children like that, I don't know. You'll relocate or something. People have relocated on the premise of their children being autistic and yeah, Nigeria not having, not having um, the, the means to take care of them. You can that works, asylum. actually. I know Canada will give you that kind of asylum. The UK will give it to you. So, I don't, uh, they beat this girl and I, I was seeing pictures. I'm like, okay, I saw a dead body. I don't know why that was put up, but it was there. And this girl that's, that's no more than seven years old. And the, her body was like properly in battered. Oh my like, god! There was no it was space. Horrible. There was no place where there was clear skin. How can you watch your child? It looked go like through one that. of those slaves. Watch your child, but they beat her. There How? Was the that did it. Just uh, the people who teach this girl at school, right? Obviously, she has to go to school. You are seeing the girl's body. It's battered. Why did you not exactly. call anybody? Nobody says anything. Why did you not everybody call anybody? Everybody's like, Naya, 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 it's a private matter. It's my, a family matter. The only thing that beats me and like I got shots. And I went to school with like the injury. And they were like, what happened? And I probably, my dad hits me. And they're like, ah, sorry. If it's that, I'm that beats me. It's not a competition. <laughs> Don't tell me we're supposed to be angry about this. Like if I tell a teacher, I told the teacher, the told me, yes, because you are stubborn. This kind of thing can happen. Like I think you, you were saying that you were hearing that your aunt kept getting beaten by her husband. What do people do about it? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Even family doesn't. Do we watch. We watch children getting beaten. It's just maybe someone outside sees it and is like, I can't take this anymore. Don't hit that child anymore. Yeah, I, I do. They're like, my dad now. I'm sorry, sorry. They will now gather. Exactly. And she will still be beating him. You know that? Yeah, what? Like, stop beating the there child. There was one do time. I can't remember that one but time. But there's no law against I was work, there was there's no law against There was a time I was there's working no on the road. I had earphones on. Apparently, my dad was calling my back. I didn't know. The man threw his bunch of, his bunch of keys at my head. And I just, I was confused. And I turned. And people, you know what the sad part was? That people were on the road. Because it's if it's a federal road, for God's sake. And I'm turning, and he's just yelling. Like, it's not even what he's yelling. Like, if you go on this road, I'll do to you. I will deal with you. Useless boy. You don't, why do you wait? I'm like, how did I know I will see you on the road? You don't live in Nigeria. I 
did not know he was back. <laughs> wow. I did not know the man was back. And I just what's that? And nothing happened. Nothing happened. We actually don't I don't I don't think we have any laws against domestic violence. We do not. I don't think we do. The, because the law doesn't say you have to beat child. It their says wives. the only problem is if the women beat the men, and then yeah, you know, that's the problem. Thing. Yeah, that that's when it's seen as a problem. Men can beat their wives, and they will say it's the whole. They say it's a family something. The whole domestic violence assault, assault and battery. That's just everything just encompasses. No, but that's that's when somebody beats another person to the extent where they're dripping blood. If he beats her, she has a black eye. That's nothing. He he can say, oh, she didn't feed the children. He did this. He did that. And then they'll say, go it's not something that you can actually yeah. call the police for. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my husband beats me. It's not something you can call the police. That's very true. The, the my, police will shun you. The police. They will, will tell you go back to your house. They go and the ask your husband to beat their wives. Wife. Period. And that, that's actually a period. Mm-hmm. They they beat their wives. So it's, they, it's, it's not something you, um children who are going through like bad stuff in, in their houses where their parents are hitting them really really badly like abusive um relationship or family drama. It's not something you can report. I don't think there's more to be said. Domestic violence is very real and it's something we'll have to battle for a while or at least for as long as people keep enabling that sort of character. I just hope this message reaches the right ears and we learn to pay attention to the little things. Special thanks to Alia, Sean, Daisy and Kendra. Part 2 is next episode and you definitely don't want to miss that. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share. Till next time, my name is Hua from Nigeria.